Hello, hello, and welcome to From Inside the Hive with me, Jane Galloway from Quiet the Hive. I am really interested to bring you this next conversation. I first found out about Jo when I heard her on a F Entrepreneur session talking about her book, No Longer Last on the List. And it struck me then that this would be something that maybe some of you would also be interested in. Um, jo shares all sorts of tidbits here. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Go grab her book. Everything you need is in the show notes. Enjoy. Hello, hello, and welcome to From Inside the Hive with me, Jane Galloway from Quiet the Hive. I am delighted to be joined by this morning's guest. I'm really excited. I reached out on a bit of a whim, hope that she would talk to us, and she very kindly fitted us in, um, and she's here today. So uh, my, my wonderful guest is also an F entrepreneur, like I am, so one of the I Also 100, and she has done something which I am trying to do and have aspired to do for many years, which is written the most incredible book called No Longer Last on the List. Um, good morning, Joe Bevelacqua. How are you? Good morning. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm good. Thank you. Glad to be here. Good. Well, it's so nice to have you. And we've already had a bit of a chat, so I know this is this is going to be a really good conversation. But tell us a little bit. So I know a little bit about you through your book. I know a little bit about you through being an entrepreneur. I know that you help other female entrepreneurs to grow and expand and promote their businesses. Um, I know that you have a fantastic network of women that you work with and support. But tell us a little bit more about who you are, Joe, and what you do. Thank you so much. Yeah, so I am, I guess, a an out and out entrepreneur. So um, I started my first business with my husband about 13 years ago. Um, and I was on maternity leave with my daughter, I decided that I didn't want to go back doing what I was doing, which was a nursery nurse. Um, I didn't really want to be looking after other people's children whilst other people looked after mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband was working as an employee and um, we decided on a whim to go out on our own and form this flooring company. So he was very much kind of hands-on doing the quoting and the fitting and I was very much kind of behind the scenes mm-hmm. um, and doing marketing and admin and, and that kind of thing. Um, I also at the time decided to enroll in a degree to do childhood services um, because I wanted to go into social care. Mm -hmm. Um, But life has a way of just throwing things in. And I feel like I'm that sort of person that just needs to be guided sometimes and and listen to the higher beings (laughs) maybe of what life is telling me to do. Um, I'm quite flexible. So after about two years, um, towards the end of my degree, I got pregnant again. Um, And I had a hairdresser come to my house. So I used to have a mobile hairdresser because it was just so much easier than trying to sort out childcare and go to a salon or take a child to a salon to have kind of treatments and stuff done. Um, And during one of those conversations, we said, wouldn't it be great if there was a salon with a crash um, that you could book them into for a couple of hours um, and go and have some treatments done. And this was just kind of a very off the cuff conversation, um, which I then could not get out of my head. So within kind of four to six weeks, I'd put a whole 40 page business plan together. Um, and within 
seven or eight months, I think, maybe nine months, um, I decided to open what is now called Serenity Loves. And it's one of the only hair and beauty salons in the UK with an on-site supervised crash, Um, which has been amazing. We've been open for 10 years. Obviously things have been difficult the last two and a bit years, Um, but we are still going, which is great. Um, But after about five years, I'd put a management team in and decided to take a bit of a step back and being semi-retired at 32 sounds delightful (laughs) um but what I found was everybody else was still working friends and family and the kids were then at school um and there wasn't really much for me to do on a day-to-day basis other than kind of clean my house and go to the gym um and then I started getting a lot of calls and messages from people saying can I just take you out for a coffee can I just pick your brain I want to see how you've done what you've done so quickly um and that's then what formed what was then called the unique mumpreneur so a community for women who wanted to start or grow a business whilst juggling childcare. And that's kind of then been rebranded through COVID under kind of more of my own name. And we we definitely focus more on business growth. um, And I feel like that's where kind of my superpower is. I can see opportunities and potential and really help people to kind of really up level their business. So to go from where they are to where they need to be or where they want to be. Um, And we've got like a whole trademark system to, to help a whole curriculum to help them do that. Um, so yeah, we've got a, just just short of 2000 people in the community, which is amazing. Um, 99% kind of female business owners have maybe heard or seen my journey. And it's a bit like, yeah, I, I want a bit of that. I want a bit of control over my own destiny. And I don't want to be asking somebody else for permission to go and see my child in sports day or, or things at school and, and things like that. Um, So yeah, that's kind of been my journey over the last 13 years. So three businesses, two children, a dog. Um, (laughs) And then that brought me to writing the book, which obviously we're talking about today. So um, I'm a bit of a girl's girl and having lots of conversations with females over the years of expectations and pressure and juggling so many plates and how we get to a point in our lives where we might be in our 30s or our 40s and we're juggling children and parents and career and friends and partnerships and all of these things and then the house and and everything that we have to look after or think of. Um, And it was just becoming more and more apparent to me that women constantly put themselves last on the list, that everything and everyone is more important than them and their self-care and what they want and and I just saw when COVID hit that that was just going to take us back decades and that when COVID hit it was primarily women that were having to juggle work and homeschooling or business and homeschooling and I could just see it unfolding really really quickly Mm. um and this book is something I think that's been in me for quite a few years but COVID really was kind of the accelerator to that um and I wanted to acknowledge the pressure that women are under and actually how can we make ourselves more of a priority without burning every single bridge in our life um or without being deemed selfish or feeling selfish 
Um, and there are ways in which we can do that. Um, yeah. But sometimes we just need to be guided, right? And I, I love, so I'm going to read the full title of your book because I think the subtitle is really important. And it just, I, I think people listening, it, they'll go, yes, that is me. So it's called No Longer Last on the List, a self-growth guide for tired, busy women, helping you eliminate doubt, set boundaries and prioritize your own importance without guilt. And I think that is just for me, that sums up everything that we're all looking for in terms of, you you know, as you've described, and as we talked about before we recorded, you know, that pressure to, you know, there's the slogan about women can have everything and be everything. And that's fantastic. And we can, we can, we can do so much more. And there's so many opportunities open to us. But what we forget is we can't actually physically do everything without just dropping some plates. And we feel permanently guilty, I think. So many conversations, we feel permanently guilty about not being the best mum we can be or the best employee we can be or the best employer we can be or the best daughter or sister or person, let alone like the best me I want to be. And I just think I just think it's exhausting sometimes the expectations that are put upon women through that use of the you can have everything kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think we have been I mean, God, we have so many opportunities, right, in this day and age compared to maybe our parents or our grandparents. and, And that's great. We've come so far. But I think we have so much more more to achieve and and to and to do and to understand and we need to be kinder to ourselves mm-hmm. for sure because like you say there is this thing now that you can have everything you can be everything but actually it is exhausting and you can't do or be everything all of the time yeah. and I get so many women that say to me I want a work-life balance and I'm like I don't really agree with a work-life balance I don't think it exists and sometimes my work and my business needs me more than my family does and I need to concentrate on that and sometimes my family needs me more than my work does and that's okay and I shouldn't feel guilty for doing one over the other so when COVID hit and I had a team of in one business 16 and another business four when COVID hit I had to just say to my kids, you have to be patient with me and I'm not going to be able to be with you 24 seven and you're going to have to make your own lunches or you're going to have to be really focused with your online schooling and without me having to be sat next to you because I have to know what's going on. I have to watch the news. I have to know what Rishi's going to be giving us or not giving us and I have to be able to plan to protect my businesses and protect the people that rely on me to pay their wages and they're really good kids I really understood that but I think that comes from communication and I could have easily have beat myself up that I wasn't there 24 7 for my kids but then when my kids are poorly and they had COVID I cancelled everything at work yeah Yeah. there's times where something or someone needs you more than the other but for some reason we feel guilty about everything and there's this saying that I say all the time that when you become a mother you give birth to the child first then you give birth to to the placenta and then you give birth to mum guilt and it's just it just seems to just hit us like a ton of bricks and we feel guilty for every single decision that we do or don't make and I just think it's ludicrous because we're just going to drive ourselves crazy and we're not going to be good for ourselves and we're not going to be good for anybody else so 
yeah, we just need to definitely be a bit kinder with ourselves. And as you said, boundaries, we've got that in the title because I think boundaries are so important. Mm. But it's fascinating of, of how so many women don't know about boundaries or are too worried how to put boundaries in without mm. seeming like a bit of a bitch or yeah. that they're not helpful or that they're just mean. And it's not, we all need boundaries. Kids need boundaries, adult needs boundaries employees need boundaries it's it's part of life I think there's something so I've been uh I'm, I'm coaching a particular client at the moment we were talking about boundaries and there's also something about you can create these boundaries but if you constantly squash them or overstep them then how are you going to expect anyone else to respect the boundaries that you're setting so you have to really think carefully about okay what what am I prioritizing why what's the purpose for that okay, these are the boundaries I'm setting and I will not budge them. Because if you budge them, if you start being really super flexible with them, everyone will assume that that's what you're going to do as well. Everyone else will expect you to flex those because you've done it once, so you'll do it again. So I'll just ask you, because I'm sure you will. You know, it's that sort of thing, isn't it? It's about creating and then respecting and keeping and communicating out what those boundaries are as well. Yeah, I think we're so scared to communicate our needs because we're so worried about being judged yeah but actually I think people respect that and when I think of putting boundaries in with my kids they might not necessarily like what I'm saying (laughs) but if I explain it in the right way and the reasoning behind it they have to respect it and they know that maybe I'm a little bit stricter than other people or I have different expectations or different boundaries but when we have a conversation about it, they get it. They're like, well, you don't want us to be a brat or you want us to be grateful or you want us to be independent. So we get yeah. it. We might not like it all the time, but yeah. we understand it. And that's what you need to be able to do and communicate. Absolutely. With Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about, so I, I can't quite get my head around the fact that you started a business while you were on maternity leave that, you know, went on two years really successfully. And then you started this new one and you, you know, you've got these incredible businesses behind you and you wrote a book so so what and you said you talked about the book was in you for a long time what made you finally sit down and put pen to paper as it were um so I had committed I went on a retreat um in September 2019 and I was it was a business retreat but all I kept talking about was this book and this messaging that I needed to get out there and the conversations I was having on a day-to-day basis um and then you kind of come back and real life hits and your business needs you and your kids need you and all of that stuff and then when COVID hit I was I could just see that women were being put under so much pressure um and it was instant and their businesses were suffering their self-esteem was suffering they were exhausted they were like myself maybe working 16 hours a day trying to just survive um and there was a lot of there was a lot of people that were scared and there was a lot of people that didn't know what to do next or how to do or have the conversations that they needed to have um so I thought this is this is my time to do it and I'd I'm really lucky in a sense of one of my best friends is has a, a book printing company so um we managed to kind of have this conversation where we just thrashed everything out and because it was in me I think it it just came a bit easier and we just said right what are the conversations that you have day to day and we just thrashed out the chapters and then what are the bullet points that come with those chapters and it just kind of flowed really well um 
so yeah I think the fact that I was kept accountable that I wanted to write a book I mean I only thought it was gonna take me three months to write a book I'm not gonna lie I, it took it took me a year <laughs> <laughs> deciding so I decided September 2019 and then I thought oh no it take me three months um, and then we released it October 2020 so kind of in the height of COVID yeah. um but yeah I just feel like if you know that something's in you, then you you have to be able to do it and you have to set aside time to do that. So again, it was about how do I look at my diary? Who needs what from me? Um, a bit of time blocking as well. So making sure that actually there was, it was important to me to get this book out. So I had to make sure that it was in my diary to, to spend time to write it and, and to, to kind of nurture it into what it needed to be. So yeah I mean people say to me all the time how do you do what you do and I've got this bit of a a title that I've had amongst my friends for a long time um, I'm called the delegating queen so I have <laughs> no qualms with asking other people to do things and we talk about this in the book as well because again as women we deem that we have to do everything yeah and it's ridiculous yeah it's, it's that you're one person you're as much as we like to think we're superhuman, we're not. We're just one person with limited amount of time in a day. So I have no qualms of asking for help if I'm not good at something to, to either employ somebody or subcontract somebody or ask a family or a friend for a favor because I know that I would do it for other people. So um, I think it's just about nurturing those relationships and, and getting rid of your ego and yeah. being able to ask for a little bit of help. And that's exactly what I did do during lockdown with my partner or um, with friends when we were allowed to see them and, and things like that. So yeah, I have no qualms in asking people for help, which is why I've been able to achieve everything that we have achieved over the last 13 years. I think that's extraordinary. I, I remember having a conversation on, on this very podcast with Emma Boatman, who's another one of our F Entrepreneur community. And she's a VA and she was talking about, she feels that her, her role through her business, she doesn't do things for people. She doesn't do admin or chores for people. She actually gives people time. That's how she looks at it. Because if you outsource stuff to her, she is giving you back time. And that's massive because actually you could fill your day and we, we both put loads of laundry on this morning before we uh, started this, but you could fill your day with um, domestic stuff or whatever you needed to do, especially when you're working in a home environment, everywhere you look, there's things that need, or maybe, maybe it's just my house. Um, everywhere look, there's things that need putting away or tidying up or whatever. And you could do that, but actually if you can outsource stuff, if you're in a, you know, we're, we are in a privileged position where we have roof over our head, we have money coming in, we're able to feed our family, um, if we have the opportunity to outsource that really helps but the other thing is and it's you know anyone can do this so I do a something called the quarterly personal review and every quarter I run um, a challenge with people that takes place over seven days and it's about looking at your own development your own needs what you, what you have achieved over the last quarter what you want to achieve over the next quarter and one of the things we look at on day four is tribe connection and support and it is all about who can you ask for help because as women in, in the way that you've articulated we're really good at saying what can I do for you how can I help and you, you know we trip over ourselves to help other people and if we found out a friend had been struggling and hadn't asked for help we would be heartbroken mm -hmm. however 
we're really, really crap at doing it for ourselves, aren't we? We never say, please, can you help me with this? And actually it would just make life so much easier if we can, if we can say, please help. My, I've just, my dad has just left. He's been here for the weekend. It's been lovely. And he helped me do some chores around the house. And one of them was really tricky and we kind of gave up for a bit. And then he said, oh, I've got an idea. We could do it this way. And my instinct was, no, no, you've done enough already. It's fine. Just sit there. But actually, I thought I can't do this thing on my own. It needs two people. My, li my little ones are too little to help me. Um, and I, I said, yes, actually, please, could you? And it was it, it felt really um, silly, isn't it? It felt really brave to ask for help. He was offering. He wanted to. But it's just ticked a massive thing off my to-do list which has been hanging over me because I couldn't do it on my own and we, we are so reluctant to ask for help but people are so willing to give it absolutely and I just think we just need to get over ourselves <laughs> we use that as the soundbite Joe. I like that very much <laughs> Joe, we're like wow we just need to get over ourselves it's so true though isn't it we worry so much about what other people are going to think and whether we'll be judged and most of the time people are too busy worrying about that for themselves than than to be applying it to you you know yeah like i hate. love helping people like if i'm good at something i love to be able to help somebody with that but i'm not good at everything and i'm quite self-aware to acknowledge that like i have my strengths but i have my weaknesses too <laughs> so if i I was to be helpful and kind and want to help other people and give them my services or, or help them with what I'm great at. Why would I not give somebody else that opportunity too, right? Because Absolutely. it makes us feel good when we help other people and it deepens relationships as well. And it's, no one's ever going to get anywhere by doing everything themselves. And to think that we could is just ludicrous. So I think, I think that there is a commonality here in the way that we, or the reason behind setting up the businesses that we have, and um, thinking specifically about you helping female entrepreneurs. Um, so I get a complete buzz when I help someone to achieve something that they didn't think that they can do. And it's not my work. And they will quite often say, oh my God, it was amazing. You made such change. It's like, that's lovely, but I didn't do anything. I just created the time and space for you to do it. But there is such a buzz, isn't there, for, from helping other people. And tell us a little bit about your network and how that helps other female entrepreneurs and, and the business you have around helping female entrepreneurs. Yeah, so obviously we created this about five or six years ago. It's all a bit of a blur. And it was about creating those spaces, like you say, where people, we need that connection, especially as females. We need to be able to have conversations. And we're, we're very much, most of us wear our heart on our sleeve and, and things like that. And I think as you get older, you become more reserved and you're more worried about what people will think. And I would remember going to networking events, which were very much like mixed um networking events and you would go in there to be such a persona that business was great and this was great and this was amazing <laughs> and I just thought business isn't like that like it hasn't been for me and I can't be the only person in the world that thinks that business can be really difficult or it's a bit of a roller coaster and there are really great times that you can have in your business but there are also really crap times that you can yeah. have in your business and where actually as a business owner obviously I started my first business at 24 nobody in my circle had started a business that young um and then to open the salon have a bricks and mortar business with a team and hundreds of clients coming through the door every single month no one in my circle had any experience in any of that and I've got quite a big circle yeah um 
so when I kind of step, took a step back from, from the business and I could just see that there were lots of women that wanted to start their own businesses and that were really great at what they did or had a real passion for something or saw an opportunity to, to do something like I did, but they didn't have a clue on how to run a business or they didn't have any support and you only know what you know, right? So you could be starting a business and think you know the best way to run it but actually you don't know anything else. You're just assuming. And I made so many mistakes in business. Mm. And I just think if I had somebody else that could have guided me or helped me, or I could have spoken to that really understood business, I would have got so much further, so much quicker. Yeah. Um, so that was really important to me. And, and more of my friends were starting their own businesses. And I just wanted to create that space where, actually we could be true and we could be honest and we could grow and we could learn together and I've never claimed to know every single thing about business but I have got a lot of business experience right and real life business experience of starting and, and growing businesses in industries that I had no experience in previously <laughs> to starting them um, and for me there's lots of no matter what industry you're in, there's certain things that you have to do in business. There's certain paths that you have to follow or things that you have to think about or things that you have to introduce and um, things that you need to strategize on. Um, and I didn't know any of that in the beginning of my journey. So I thought, how can I make the lives of other women or other business owners so much easier than my own? Yeah. Um, and that's why we created networking events. Um, we created mastermind groups we were one of the first kind of in the country to be able to do those um we have now got the curriculum we've got a, um, a course called no plan b and that's a whole kind of six month curriculum taking people from where they are to where they want to be um and it's got real business advice it's not about marketing hacks it's not about any of that success overnight BS that's out there all the time, like just follow this and you're going to be a millionaire overnight. It's, it's none of that. Um, it's real kind of business focus. Okay. What is your strategy? What is your mission? What is your vision? What does your people plan look like? There's how do we get you to understand your numbers? How do we look at your pricing? There's so many things that we go through that, if you want to build a business that's successful and sustainable and profitable, you have to work on. For me, there's no hacks in business. You can't hack business. You might be able to hack an algorithm on social media, but you can't hack business. It, it's yeah. hard work um, and you have to be fully committed to it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how we help people at the moment. Um, and it's like you said, just creating that space for, for women to come and share their successes, because that was a real thing that I was seeing that people would play down their businesses and play down their successes and play okay. down what they're great at because they wanted to be deemed as modest and, and not big headed or boastful. Whereas I'm like the opposite. Tell me, show me, how have you been successful? What have you done? What are you proud of? Because when you talk to people that are not business owners, you they, I don't think they understand the whole roller coaster and it's very easy to play down what you do. Whereas I'm definitely more about embracing what you're great at, embracing all the, the positive impacts that your business has on the community or your clients or your staff. 
because that's what we do it for right and we should be able to have people around us that want to celebrate our successes as well as help us when we feel like we're on the floor and we can't do this anymore yeah completely and I think that's so important isn't it because how are you supposed to support other entrepreneurs through business if you can't celebrate your own successes what what example are you setting for them and it's really interesting all the components you've talked about in your curriculum are the bits that really aren't glamorous, are really bloody hard work, but are absolutely essential. And I saw that one of your um, recent networking events, coming, I think one coming up is talking about SEO. So talking about how do you have this optimization of, of web finding and things. I didn't describe that very well, but you know what I mean. Um, but, but that's the sort of thing that you have to learn. Actually going to a networking event for a couple of hours and having someone teach you that rather than Googling for nine hours to work out what the hell it even stands for, <laughs> is just, you know, you learn to become, I've, I've built websites, which I never knew how to do. You become your own social media marketing guru. You are your own financial person. You, you know, you fulfill all the roles in your business. Yeah. So actually investing in yourself to understand how to do that is so important. And I think that's another thing that kind of links between your your sort of business side and your book side is investing in yourself the beauty of your book is that and I was saying this before we pressed record um it's a fantastic book because you have to complete parts of the book it's like a workbook right so you you can't just read it and put it to one side and forget about it if you're going to get the most out of it you read and then you stop and you answer the questions and and that's it taking it takes time to do that but that's investing in yourself in the same way that when you are running a business it's silly not to invest in yourself it's really important actually in regardless of where you are in life to spend the money on the book or to spend the put aside time in the way that you talked about diarizing time to write your book you have to invest in yourself if you want to move forward if you want to sort of experience that growth whether it's as a person or through business yeah absolutely and two things I picked up from what you just said so the book is very much about and I am very much about learning and taking action so I see and have worked with so many people that will go to networking events and will listen to podcasts and will buy books and they'll read it all and they have all the knowledge and they store it in their head but they don't do anything about it yeah and I don't think I'm particularly special in any way I don't feel like I'm particularly I'm not a genius I do you know what I mean I wouldn't say I'm an expert in any one thing but what I'm really good at is taking action yeah. and that is what set me apart there's so many people that when we launched the idea and 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 we told the world what we were going to do with Serenity Labs and and the salon with the crash the amount of messages I had then and still today after 10 years of people that said I had this idea and I didn't do anything about it I'm so glad that you've done it and I think I could have been another one of those people yeah. I could have just had the idea and not taken any action I didn't have a bloody clue what I was doing I never worked <laughs> in a in my life and but I could have been one of those people I could have been that person that was sat there looking at this great business and thinking that could have been me but the only thing that I did differently to those people is I took action. And that's what we want people to do in the book. I don't want you to just read the book and go, yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. And then put it aside. I want people to take action. I want people to go deeper. I want people to work on themselves. If you're buying a book that's about self-growth, you need to be able to grow by the time you finish that book. So that's why we have the um, 
activities and the reflection sections in the book. Um, and that was really important for me. But another thing that you said at, at kind of um, at the beginning was, it's all the boring stuff, right? When we talk about the curriculum, it is all the boring stuff. And I just think we have, I've worked so hard over the last couple of years to create this curriculum and it's not sexy at all. And it's really hard to sell to people sometimes because people want the hacks and they want the overnight stuff and they, and they want all of this stuff. They want their business to be successful, but they're focusing on the wrong things. Um, so yeah, I definitely felt that over kind of the last couple of years that people much would rather be buy into the persona and the dream and that you can achieve this and you can achieve that by working four hours a week. And, and believe me, that is something that we would all love to do. Oh, yes. But business isn't like that. If you want to build a business that, that lasts for the long run, if you want to build a business that can work without you, maybe if you want to work a business, um, start a business that really has a big impact on people, you need to do the boring stuff. And the boring stuff is knowing your numbers because there's so many business owners with six and seven figure businesses out there that don't have a bloody clue about their numbers and it's feast or famine. And they're going to get themselves into really big trouble if they're not VAT registered, which I've heard before. And, and all of this stuff, they just don't understand their numbers at all. And, and that's one of the big things that you need to know to have a successful business, right? Sure. They don't understand the principles of marketing and they don't, they just want to know how to hack an algorithm and, and be an overnight success on TikTok or on Instagram or how to know how to do great reels and that go viral. Well, that's not going to build you a successful, sustainable business. You're going right. to be like a one hit wonder. Um, so yeah, the, the course that we do is very much, and we do have some fun, like I'm a fun person. I don't oh, think sure. it has to be boring, but what we cover may be deemed as boring compared to what other people out there sell. But you know what? I'm okay with that because the people that I work with have gone from where they've gone to, to grow exponentially. And it's amazing. And they have the right foundations in place. They understand foundations for sure. That's exactly what it is. And we have this whole six pillar thing that we do. And it's money, mindset, marketing, um, manage your team, maximizing time and mastering tech. And to me, those six pillars are fundamental in starting or growing a successful business. You cannot grow a business without focusing on those six pillars and and that's something that obviously we cover in the course so amazing so um I've been running retreats or with uh two other women um who are also f entrepreneurs actually uh called the amazing women's retreats and we um we sorry um awesome women's retreats um and we we look at business set up so these are for women who have a an inkling of an idea and they want to get it out there so we kind of do that a little bit of mindset, a little bit of sort of brand you and marketing, and then a little bit of, okay, what are the first steps, the baby steps in business? And I think that by the time people finish that weekend, they feel really invigorated and ready to go. They've got some stuff under the belt. They've got these accountability groups, which gets them set off. I think what you do is almost like the, oh, okay, I'm realizing there's more to business than I thought there was this is where I invest. This is, this is the next step. So I've, I've got it. I'm there. I'm passionate. I'm committed. I want to make it happen. I'm understanding that there's some really hard graft involved. 
I need to know what that graft is. And actually your pillars are, are absolutely what people need to know to be able to, it's like you said, have those solid foundations. So many businesses fail in their first year or two. And just uh, as an aside as well, I saw something recently about um, some research that was done in America about how many people, when you say to them, what would be, you know, what's your real dream? What's on your bucket list? And how many people say writing a book but only 1% of all of the thousands and thousands of people who said that that was their dream had ever written a book, had ever sat down and written it. So actually, if you're coming from your business and you have this idea, like all those people who've contacted you and said, I had this idea. If you've got an idea, the chances are lots of people also have that idea, but you have to be the one that takes action. And actually investing in um, a, a, a program like yours can be the difference between getting that steady foundation and making the next steps or just yeah, because I find that when people start a business we're all a little bit naive right and I think we have to be <laughs> to start mm. a business we have to be a little bit mental I, I think. think so a little bit crazy yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, and they feel and I was exactly the same that passion is going to get you through or being good at what you do is going to get you through mm. but that will only get you so far being good at what you do and having passion is only the really the first step yeah you have to be able to learn how to run a business it's like in an organization being really good at what you do and you think the next step is to be a manager right yeah that's what we're conditioned but yeah. actually being a manager takes a completely different set of skills yeah to doing what you're doing really well to then managing a team is completely different yeah. And it's exactly the same in, in starting your own business. It's a completely different set of skills that you need to have. And like you say, you go from being really good at what you're doing to being your own marketing manager, your social media manager, your accountant, <laughs> your, your own PA, your own tech guru, and all of these stuff. And we just expect ourselves to know how to do all of these things, as well as deliver our product or service to our clients. Yeah. And actually sleep and eat and breathe and do all the other stuff as well. Absolutely, yeah. And so, so many... you can have someone guide you into what does that look like? And actually, can you do this? Or could you do that? And actually, this is what's worked for me. This is the template that I use. Like, here you go. It's it's all there for you. You just need yeah. to work in. Absolutely. And that comes back again to being able to make mistakes and share the results of those mistakes so that other people don't have to make them in quite the same way. So um, I'm sure that's where a lot of your knowledge has come from is through the trial and error of setting up your businesses. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want anyone else to make those mistakes, like Absolutely. getting my pricing wrong and not recruiting the right team or not having the <laughs> right tech and the right security and all of those things that's happened, not having the right policies in place and, and all of that stuff. It's yeah. just hoping that you're going to get through on your positivity and your motivation. It's just, it's not going to work, unfortunately. No, no, sadly not. And you will learn very quickly how a little bit crap you are at so many things, <laughs> but suddenly you discover that you can do things that you never thought possible, which is also amazing too. Yeah. But it's like driving a car, right? You wouldn't just drive in a car and expect to be able to drive to, to you have to go for lessons. Like yeah. whatever you do in life, you have to learn. So why do we just assume, like being a parent, that you can just get pregnant and know how to become a parent? You don't. Oh God, wouldn't that be nice? Where's the manual for that? And it's all so easy. <laughs> and it's the same in business. Like things change. You might feel like 
you're at this stage in your business and you've got everything under control but to go to the next level you need a whole different set of skills or knowledge or tools to help you so I always say like new level new devil and it's so true and it's it's the same you don't just have a baby and you know how to be a parent you you seek advice from other parents and you read books and you go to classes and, and all of that stuff the same should be the same for your business so you don't just start a business and automatically know how to run a business which is what people assume happens yeah so, yeah for sure. for sure so what are the um thinking about either what's what's in your book or or what you've learned along the way what are the what's the kind of the big lesson that that has really surprised you or helped you along the way what what's something that you've really sort of learnt in your journey I think oh god there's so many we'll be here forever <laughs> um I think for me obviously taking action which you talked about already I think that's just and even if embracing your mistakes like you're not always going to make the right decision all the time yeah and I say that to my kids and I say that to my teams and I say that with the people I work with I'm not always going to make the right decisions, but you know what I'm really good at? Just making a decision. There's so many people that just ponder and what ifs and maybes and what if I get it wrong? And they're just, they're mentally paralyzed. And this is what I really saw in COVID is that so many people just froze. Whereas I did the complete opposite. I really showed up. I really had conversations. I just made decisions and, we made a decision to shut the salon before Boris did. And that was to protect my team. Actually, if we stayed open, open a couple of more days, would we have banked a bit more money? Absolutely. But do you know what? For me, it was about protecting my team. There were so many decisions that I made. And on hindsight, not all of them were the best ones. When we went back, there, I wanted, there was a lady of our member of team that was pregnant. And I, I said, I didn't. I didn't feel comfortable with her coming back because we didn't understand COVID so she worked from home we paid for her to work from home actually in hindsight we could have had her back um like there were so many different things that I could have done differently and that in hindsight I probably would have done differently but do you know what I made those decisions because they came from the best place I wanted to protect her as much as possible and that's what I did and some people would see that as a good thing some people would see that as a bad thing we came back and we had two separate teams again some people really liked it some people really didn't but for me it was about always as much as possible protecting my team protecting our clients um so have I always made the right decisions absolutely not um but have they always come from the best place absolutely yes yeah. And I just think that so many people are scared to make a decision, are so scared to do something wrong or to upset somebody. And I just think if you know it's coming from the best place, yeah, just make that decision and communicate it to whoever you need to communicate it to. Absolutely. It's um I, I have a bit of a maxim that I live by, which is better to regret the things you do than the things you don't. And I think that's there, isn't it? It's making a decision from the best information you have with the best intentions in in the place of your heart if you can make those choices then that's great but it's best to do something than to not do anything yeah because I saw so many people not doing anything and their business has really suffered and their confidence really suffered and and that was the thing and and I can try and help people as much as possible but 
ultimately you have to make that decision right yeah. and I can give you the tools and I can give you the knowledge and I can give you the encouragement but you have to make a decision and whatever decision you make I'll support you yeah but you have to make a decision or else life is just gonna gonna just disappear and again we talk about that in the book right is yeah. we have so many women that are 30 40 50 and they look at their life and they think how did I get here it's because they didn't make the decisions that they wanted to make or that they should have made maybe or they feel that they should have made and I just want to give women that permission that you matter like you are the most important thing in your life so many people would say my kids are the most important thing in my life or my business is the most important or my partner and, and that's great but actually you are the most important person in your life yeah you have to be on top form you have to feel energized you have to feel happy because if you're not that's going to affect all of those other people in your life absolutely absolutely and actually sometimes that can help looking at it that way can't it because when we feel guilty or like we're being selfish if you talk about the service you're doing for others by doing that it's a bit like I know it's a it's a an old adage isn't it but the oxygen mask thing you know there's yeah. no point in not looking after yourself because you won't have the energy or the strength to look after others in the way that you need yeah last week I went away with some friends I was eight of us and we went on a, a bit of a retreat um and it was work and it was rest and when I when I booked it my kids weren't happy my kids were my <laughs> she was like shouting from the other room I've not been on holiday for years <laughs> and you're going away without her and I could have felt really guilty about it and I could have changed my mind and I could have not have gone. But you know what? I went away for four nights with some friends, some really great people. We talked business. We talked about our lives. We talked about what was going on. We had some fun and we sunbathed and I rested and I came back yeah. so much happier. And I've done loads with my kids since I've come back and I've done loads in my business since I've come back and we just need to rest and we just need to do things for ourselves and it's okay to go away for a night or a week on your own or with friends or for yeah. business and, and that's okay your kids are not going to hate you for that they're not gonna do you know what I mean like, they they'll be jealous but they'll get over it yeah they can't <laughs> miss you if you're there all the time and they're not gonna appreciate everything that you do for them if you're forever doing it they're just gonna take it for granted so yeah other people were like oh my god you're going away with your kids and I'm like absolutely I am and it was oh, the yeah. best decision that I made this year and I have no regrets whatsoever okay now I have one last question that I want to ask you but given that you were so young when you started your first business I'm not even sure if this is the right age so re-pitch it if you want but I wanted to ask what given where you are now and what you know now what advice would you give your 21 year old self and if you want to change that to your 16 year old self or your 12 year old self then go ahead but what what advice would you No, give so 21 is actually was quite a pivotal time for me um I was in a really really bad relationship very toxic relationship um and I was tens of thousands of pounds in debt so that's a really good age actually. stick with 21 then stick with 21 and I think I would say to my 21 year old self that this is probably the worst it feels like the worst time of your life and it is the worst time of your life and that's okay but you are going to learn so much from this experience and your life is about to become so much better um and that you're on this journey for a reason 
That sounds like advice that you would share then and that you have carried with you. It sounds like a good piece of advice. Joe. thank you so much for your time. If people want to find out more about you, follow you, get in touch, how can they do that? Absolutely. Um, Thanks for having me, first and foremost. I feel like we've gone on so many different tangents. I'm like, no, I don't know if it will actually make sense (laughs) to anybody listening. But it felt right at the time. Um, But yeah, obviously they can find me on nearly all of the social medias. So I'm on Facebook as Joe Bevelacqua. Um, My community on Facebook, uh, we've got a group called She Leads. Um, I've got my own website, we're on Instagram and LinkedIn, um, and I've got a podcast coming. Yes, tell us about that, that's so exciting because that's not soon. Yes, it does, we're launching it on the 15th of June, Um, so any support would be amazing. Um, It's called Business Uncensored, the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, I feel like we need to have more honest conversations like we've had today. Um, I'm going to be sharing lots of advice and knowledge and my experiences. I'm going to be getting some great guests in as well. And we're just going to be talking about all the good things in business, like what can help your business, um, what you need to be focusing on, um, maybe the things that haven't gone so well that people might resonate with or they might actually be quite helpful to make sure that they don't make those mistakes. Um, And then maybe the ugly side of business as well, because there is an ugly side and we can all learn from other people's experiences, right? So yeah, some great conversations that we're going to have. Um, so any support on that would be much appreciated um, but yeah I'm pretty much everywhere as most people tell me all the time we're pretty active on social <laughs> media um, but yeah absolutely if anyone wants to reach out obviously the book is on Amazon and it's on our website um, so if anyone wants to have a read of that then absolutely it's- and I will make sure all the links are in the show notes so that people can easily access you because they need to and I cannot wait for that podcast that's going to be amazing I shall watch out for that one and subscribe as soon as it pops up oh, thank you so much thanks for having me it's been great I'm so glad and you know what talking about going off in tangents I could do this for hours it's so yeah. lovely talking to you thank you so much for your time Joe. thank you How cool was that? What an incredible woman. She really um, puts her energy into stuff. That's a lot of businesses. I hope you really enjoyed that conversation. I thought it was fascinating listening to Jo and um, so much in common with her in terms of the way she thinks about women putting themselves a little bit on the back seat. If that resonates for you, then perhaps you want to join me on the Amazing Women Leaders program that is coming up soon. Uh, You can find out more on the website. I'll drop that into the show notes. If you enjoyed this podcast from Inside the Hive by Quiet the Hive, then please leave us a five-star rating or drop us any comments in the box below. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Any comments or ratings you give us all help other people who would benefit from the content to find us. Thanks so much.